0: no idea is a bad idea right like if, if it fucking looks shit like man at least you've explored the idea and you've you've done it you know it's better than like just sitting there in your room being like that could have been really fucking cool but like you just gotta explore an idea and just like hash it out and you know if it's great it's amazing that's awesome but like if it's bad who cares like just learn from it and take what was good and move forward
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Before the Money. Uh, I'm pumped for this one. It's gonna be a wicked interview. I am chatting with a Sydney-based photographer and videographer. He's worked with brands like Adidas, Gucci, and so many more. I'm really pumped for this because when you look at when you look at this person's work, he's able to tell stories in such like a candid, candid natural way that really connects you to the situation that he's trying to portray so uh i found him on social media and i was like surely there's there's got to be more to to this guy that's making these like creative pieces behind the lens so as we were just talking before i hit record let's get to know the the mastermind behind the lens so i want you guys to to welcome welcome peter hayes to before the money how you doing today brother yeah good
0: thank you thanks for having me on man appreciate
1: it no my pleasure my pleasure I'm, i'm keen for this one um Let's let's just start off with, you know, what what are you inspired by right now, man?
0: Right now, I think, as you sort of touched on before, storytelling is like a big thing in my work. Um, and I'm sort of like, I've just recently moved to Sydney, so I'm taking a little bit of time to kind of realign where I want to go, and like, I guess what I'm producing as well. So I think story and actually having like a reason and thoughtfulness behind the work is a big thing I'm inspired by at the moment and kind of like, pushing like my future work as well.
1: What do you mean by, um, you know, having like a, p- a purpose behind your work?
0: I think it's like allowing a photo to have more than just like someone standing in front of the camera. There should be a bit of like backstory and a reason why you shot it this way as well. Just like thinking of, if you like pull it back to basics and just think of things like symbolism and using like color and like why are you using some colors because it like represents like whatever it is, you know, yellow is happy, whatever. I think it's like working little things more into my work that can actually create like a story and just having that like thoughtful process as well and really taking time and like pre-production, planning something out and then producing like a final product where like my viewer or an audience member can look at it and be like, wow, okay, I can sort of see what's happening here. And there's like more to it than just like a little photo, you know, and like really like what I call it, like that thumb stopping content, you know, because <laughs> we're all scrolling through. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, we use that term a lot in in marketing, you know, the scroll stopping images or scroll stopping videos. Uh, Do you think that a lot of that comes naturally to you now just because of the sheer time you spent doing it? Or are you still very conscious of, like, all right, I'm going to shoot from a low angle to give this person like superiority? Like, what's your thought process in that at the moment?
0: Um, look, honestly, like, I've, I've got, like, a pretty good storytelling background. Like, I studied film for a couple of years and kind of been, like, raised on, like, really good quality, like, movies, art, and just, like, a lot of stuff, which has inspired me to, I guess, to want to tell stories as well. I, um, also studied photojournalism for a little bit as well. Um, like, a unit at a uni as well. And I think a lot of that, um, kind of inspires, like, my storytelling and, like, the thoughtfulness behind it as well.
1: What's your favorite movie?
0: Oh man, this is there's there's too many. There's too many. That's a whole nother podcast right there. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, I, rattle off some rattle off some that you kind of pull inspiration from, whether that be kind of philosophical or more so like the cinematography style. You know, I, I love getting inside the mind of creatives because I feel like um, a lot of creatives, no matter what your genre is, the world is our muse in lots of ways. Like I, I interviewed um, a. Fashion brand owner. I won't say the name because the episode hasn't come out just yet. Um, And we were kind of going back and forth about, you know, when you're a creative, you can't just sit down and watch a movie or watch a show. Like, you know, you're pausing it, you're getting inspiration, you got to write notes and shit like that because everything is just giving you inspiration for your next piece, solving problems for you. So, you know, let's let's dive into that kind of conversation. And um, what kind of what kind of movies um, do you like to watch? Then maybe if that's an easier one to answer.
0: Yeah, that's that's a bit more broad. Yeah, for sure. Um, honestly, man, when I was studying film, I was like really, really grateful that opportunity to be exposed to a lot of different movies. Like we spent a lot of time studying like French New Wave films and how that's like impacted Hollywood today as well. And the storytelling as well through the camera angles, I guess like basic things like that as well. But then also like through the sound design of movies, like that's something that inspires me a lot because it's like kind of picturing like a scene and then you had to like make a score to it as well it was like super inspiring but like I think for my work and stuff that I look for is like I guess mm, capturing like beauty in like a way that isn't kind of like conventional as well I think that's like why French New Wave is like such a big insert to my work because when it first sort of like started it, like nothing was shot like that before it was like such a new unique way to sell like um tell stories and I think like even any movie like it doesn't have there's no like specific type but just like if there's a new perspective that's been told in like a fresh way or like I guess like new ideas have been explored that's like so inspiring to me um even like watching documentaries is always amazing and just like seeing like different storytelling and like ways that like the narrative has been constructed as well I think just in different ways narrative and story is shown is like so inspiring for me and just making sure that I can like I guess like absorb as much of a film and cinema yeah it's kind of it, you know? yeah i guess it's like everything's inspiring like it's kind of like not as like as deep i guess as like it can be made to be but like yeah i guess your surroundings are inspiring like you can go on a holiday somewhere and get inspired by like some guy walking around wearing a cool hat and like shit that's like a dope hat i'm inspired to go buy one you know like everything's inspiration so i guess for me just like an extension of that but That's like where I find a lot of like inspired narratives and storytelling for sure.
1: Yeah. And how do you think your ability to portray stories changed as you got older? You know, as you matured, as you, you know, experienced some hardship, how do you think that improved your ability to then relay those messages through the lens?
0: Yeah, um, that's such a good question. I feel like growing up, you just have like so many more experiences. And like you said, you might may kind of like encounter some hardship or a difficult moment or time but it really opens you up to this new perspective too and like as you grow all these experiences kind of start rushing to you and like when you're a bit younger you're a little bit in a bubble i guess and the older you get the kind of more you can see the world and realize there's all these crazy things happening so i think as i've sort of grown up i've met more people like I guess, heard more stories as well. And that's also impacted me to want to tell more stories, right? Cause you meet someone who's from like a disadvantaged area or has grown up pretty rough and you go, wow, like, why are you like, I guess like that equity, equity inequality. you know, like why aren't you raised up to everyone else? Like, why did you have mm-hmm. to be put down there as well? And I think storytelling can kind of help just show people that like everyone has like depth to them and everyone has like a reason to be celebrated you know like we're all people and everyone's so beautiful and we have like our own purpose here so i think everyone has a story to tell and it's just like important to meet more people and realize that we all like are here for a purpose and have like a moment to have you know
1: mm. yeah and i when you were saying that then it just i had like these kind of flashes that i feel like the the rise of um pop culture kind of skateboarding with like you know the traditional skateboard hype video kind of thing i feel like those two subcultures um growing together added like a it kind of gave like a grungy narrative to skateboarding outside of just being something that you know delinquents did to to kill time if if that kind of makes sense it gave like this real subculture to to a sport that wasn't considered a sport for a very long time now i know you've got um you've got a little bit of a background in in exactly what i just kind of mentioned then so why don't you take us back to what got you into this whole content creating field to begin with um and let's let's go what let's talk about what built you i suppose
0: yeah for sure i mean yeah i used to skateboard as a kid from like when i was 10 to well now i'm just getting back into it as well just for, like a bit of fitness because yeah you'd be popping on that board and yeah you're getting getting puffed you know um but yeah <laughs> i think like for me is like is is it right like that's what got me into fashion photography film like making movies like i grew up on like skateboarding films where they would have like a little skit at the start of it like companies like girls skateboards and they released like a movie like sweet and like some really really old films as well and like chocolate as well they had like the best films that always had like a skit at the start of it and that introduced me to this whole like making narratives and being fun with your friends and like making movies and um yeah like inspired me to want to create as well and then you also see like a professional skateboarder rocking like a really cool shirt cool shoes because like you're tearing through shoes all the time skateboarding and that inspired me for like fashion as well and like why I kind of have this like urge to create with fashion as well and like create this world right um but yeah like pulling way 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 back to what inspired me definitely skateboarding and just making films of like my older brother and my friends and um taking photos of them and then I kind of got into like more fashion through that and like with brands like Butter Goods out of Perth as well and like little shops like LoFi, like is kind of my first introduction to like streetwear as well. Um And that like kind of yeah pushed me more into like photography and fashion. And then throughout high school, I started skating more and started doing photography in high school and then had a teacher go, like, what do you want to do when you leave school? And I was like, oh, like, no idea, you know, maybe, I don't know, whatever, study business or something, because everyone's doing that. And then she's like, oh, you should like really think about being a photographer. Like, you'd be really good at it. Like, you're, you're obviously very passionate about it. And I was like, oh, okay. Like," That's kind of the first person that's ever told me that you could do this and it's not just like a hobby, right? And then I started to take it more seriously. Um, And then like, yeah, graduating, I then was thinking what to do and I was like, all right, I'm gonna do teaching for six months. So I did teaching for six months at university and then thought like, why am I, why am I here? Like I'm 18 and I wanna be like a teacher for like high school students like two years younger than me. That's like ridiculous. but yeah, then I went and studied film. And throughout that whole time, I'm just skateboarding, making movies and um, taking photos of my friends and their fashion labels. Everything kind of just eventuated and grew. And then people started seeing my work because I shoot my friends' labels while I was like studying and stuff as well. So yeah, I guess like I started kind of working more and more like in the industry while I was at uni. Um, and then eventually like actually dropped out of uni because I was like so busy uh, with photography work. But I was like, all right, I'm just going to commit to this fully. Um, and that's kind of, like, got me where I am today. So, like, pulling it back, like, skateboarding is pretty much what, like, inspired me to do everything. And which, like, is why I have, like, storytelling to my, like, work as well. Because, like, I think, like, yeah, skateboarding has, like, a big story to, to tell for sure.
1: Yeah, I feel like there's a there's a community aspect to skateboarding. Like, when you look at the the birth of streetwear, like, especially over in America and L.A., things like that, there... So much of it stems from streetwear because it's like anti-establishment. You know, you're kind of forming your own little communities. You're forming your own um, views of the world um, with your mates. And, you know, you're in like a creative environment. You're moving your body. Like, um, I I find it it to be the intersection of so many like cultural arts that we now kind of see today. Um, I'm curious as well. What do you think you got out of of film school? And do you think you could have done it Without schooling?
0: That's like a really good question. I get asked that like all the time. Um, honestly, I feel like you don't need to go to school. Like I did because I had this pressure around me and felt like I needed to really try this out and just give it a go. Um, I did get a lot of quality out of it. Like I met some really amazing people and we went to like then further work on personal projects together and that was amazing. Um, but to be honest with you, I don't think that you need to go to film school or photography school. If you love something and you've got the passion, that will drive you, like, a lot further than just sitting in the classroom for, like, eight hours a day, you know? If you go out into the world and take photos of random people for eight hours, you're going to learn a lot more than you would in the classroom, for sure, yeah.
1: So what would you, what do you think you would do differently then if you didn't go, um, if you didn't go to film school, what would be your process? Say for instance, there's someone listening that, you know, maybe doesn't want to take a traditional route, but they're like unsure of what to do. How would you go about it if you did it again?
0: Um, If I was me and I was going to not do that, I would keep skateboarding because that's really fun. And that's how I get like a lot of my like photos and videos as well when I first started. So I guess if you're starting out, I'll surround yourself with a group of friends or like a hobby, or like if you're into skateboarding fashion and just start shooting that cause you're comfortable with it and you've got your homies around you. So you're feeling like confident and elevated. Right. Um, and just start taking photos. Just like, if you don't know how to use a camera buy a point and shoot by like a film camera, so you've got like 36 or 24 photos, whatever. And you've got to think about all of them and just start being thoughtful with your work and like, surrounded by people who are going to encourage that as well and really just just start doing it you know like you can kind of sit around and be like ah i really need to go to like school to do this or i need the best camera to do this but then you're going to get the best camera and go to school and realize that you could have been doing this all with like your iphone you know i think you just got to start doing it and start creating this like the best advice really and like something that helped me a lot as well
1: yeah, it's insane, like how the iPhone has changed the whole media industry in lots of ways. Like, you know, there's like the hand, um, the stabilizers for the iPhones and everything. Like, you can produce really high quality stuff. And there's part of me that almost thinks that it it does better on social media because it's like native content in lots of ways.
0: Yeah, man, it's like casual content that people love as well. Yeah, sometimes I guess like a more set up photo is a little bit intimidating for people, and they're like. Mm. Oh, I don't know if I want to be a part of this. This is like a whole nother world. And But if you're like, it's your iPhone, just like very chill. It's relaxed. No, one going to be pressure, you know? So it's like more fun. But yeah, I mean, if you're like trying to get into photography and videography, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say like, use your iPhone, you know? <laughs>
1: 100%. Hey. And so <laughs> from, on that note, though, Candid content is really performing well. So as a creator who wants to tell like this big, long story, you want to use all the gear because it's like it's exciting, right? How have you found kind of transposing your big visions into what the market is wanting at the moment?
0: I think just opening up that like professional world and like all that big gear to like a viewer and to your audience as well and just bringing them behind the scenes and showing them like where you are, excuse me, like what you're doing, um <clears throat> sorry i'm trying to a glass of water
1: <laughs> yeah, okay.
0: um yeah i mean i feel like showing the behind the scenes and, like the process to your viewer is like the best thing um because like you it's just like the best escapism right like someone's scrolling through social media and they get to see like a big photo shoot just on someone's story it's like so interesting and like just the biggest escapism for someone and then you can post that final result and the audience mm. goes, oh, that's so sick. Like, I remember seeing that like a week ago, or two weeks ago on a story and that's the final result. Oh my God. I'm like way more interested in liking this or commenting or like saving it or sending it to a friend or whatever mm. because I've seen the process, right? So I feel like for me, that's the best way that I've kind of used social media, just showing that behind the scenes a bit more for my audience and bringing them like along the way, I guess.
1: Yeah, I like that. and. It gives a newfound appreciation to whatever content you create, you know, like you just touched on when they see the amount of work, like, um, there was a movie that was filmed at my parents' house when I was growing up and I was blown away by the amount of people that they have on set, you know? So then when I went and sat in a movie ne- the next time, I was like, there's like fucking 120 people behind the camera right now. And <laughs> it just blew my mind.
0: Yeah, it does, right? Yeah. That's so true, though. Like, <clears throat> you literally have a newfound perspective and understanding and, like, just for this whole industry and this world, right? Like, I love putting up stuff on my story of, like, we just recently did this shoot with um, uh, Selena Yang. She's, like, on TikTok and is, like, so talented, so incredible. And she brought, like, a little LED light to set, which is just, like, for her iPhone. Mm-hmm. And we ended up using it for, like, all the photos. So I have this like behind the scenes photo I put up in my story with my friend Barnes and he's like holding up this small little LED light right in front of her face and it just kind of like shows people that like again you don't have to have the gear but like they're like along there for the journey so then when like the photos come out and they go oh wow that's what you got from this mm-hmm. like this little LED light it's like a bit more encouraging and like you know you saw like hundreds of people on like a set but then people can also see the other side of like a couple of people just behind the camera making it work you know. Mm.
1: Well, you could even like, uh, I I do it a lot with my girlfriend. We just go on adventures and stuff. And like, you can create a storyline just by merely being conscious of what you're doing. You know, like um, if you want to display a journey, all you have to do is, you know, film someone walking for like a split second and the mind picks up, okay, now they're in a new location. You know, it's just, uh, I think Casey Neistat is an absolute beast. At his ability to storytell in like a very low budget fashion.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Has he taken a bit of like a gap though from like um creating just because mm-hmm. he like pumped out so much content? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, he stopped, um he stopped like the daily vlogs. I think probably like over a year ago now. Um, because it was like ruining ruining his marriage and all that kind of shit. It was just, yeah, his schedule was absolutely nuts. <laughs> but good on him.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like a whole nother side to content creating like. I guess, like having to have that balance of life and like creating content as well. But yeah, doing daily vlogs, that's a whole nother whole nother ball game for sure.
1: Yeah, well I I look at um I've got like a a couple of, you know, traveling content creators coming on over the next couple of weeks and they do thing like showing the behind the scenes like quite rarely. Um but you'll see, you know, they've got these incredible drone footage of them being out on an island or whatever, you know, they've been skydiving, doing all this really fun shit, makes great content. And then they go home and edit all, all night. <laughs> you know, like they've had the fun, um, but then someone has to go and make something of all the footage they've just taken.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty wild. I feel like you can be shooting for like eight hours and then you've got to have like two, three days to edit all of that stuff. Yeah. I think that's why I like showing it behind the scenes for people. Um, it's so important, right? Because like someone might think that you're just like taking a photo or like taking this crazy drone footage and just like go straight into your phone. That's like, I guess like another opportunity to like showcase that behind the scenes, then your audience goes, okay, this guy's been here till like 2am every night editing this footage. Let's, let's see this, this is so exciting, you know, build it up mm-hmm. a little bit and have that like anticipation. I guess.
1: Yeah. And because of like um, the quality of the iPhones now, like a lot of people can take a high quality photo, you know, slap like a filter or something on it and it looks decent. So people have lost, like the or from like high quality content. So I think giving that like personal humanity back to, okay, this is actually what's gone into making this, this piece, you know, this is, this was my idea, you know, did my idea come to fruition? Did I like change throughout the process just brings the humanity back into the content in lots of ways. Uh, but I want to, I want to dance back to, was there like a, a major kind of failure or shift in your life that you think has um, been pivotal in terms of the kind of creator that you are today hey team real quick reminder before we jump back in if you're enjoying yourself and you're getting value from this episode there's no need to keep all this goodness to yourself share the growth with your audience and leave behind five stars much love guys and back to the episode
0: i feel like it's the whole journey right it's not just like one thing for me Um, I know some people have had like a big moment or like a big, like disaster or like personal, like, I guess, uh, trouble or that they've kind of gotten over and they've gone, okay, now this is like my new chapter of my life. But like, for me, um, I guess in my whole process, like I grew up, uh, like with a really close older brother of mine, um, and like older sister and we're both raised like by, um, my, my mom, like basically like a single mom. So I think. I was installed from like a young age to have like a pretty hard, like work, work ethic and um, to really kind of do what you want to do. Like, I guess my mom was always like, you can do whatever you want to do. Like, and as that, like hearing that as a kid is actually, that's super positive, right? Like I'm super lucky that I had that, that like surrounding and that like incubation of just like positive energy as well. Like my brother and I just kind of like bounced off one another since like a, since we were like kids, like skateboarding and stuff just trying to be the best at everything and like pushing one another and like breaking legs, whatever. But that's a whole nother thing. Um But like, I think for me, it's the whole process. Like raised by like a single mom who just like, she worked like so hard to give me like the life that I have and um my siblings as well. And that kind of, for me is like, where I get this like drive to work hard and like tell stories and I guess put people on as well because I've kind of seen how hard some of them work and maybe not get where they want to be as well. That mom has sacrificed a lot for me um, and for my siblings as well. So, I feel like me, like wanting to tell stories and put people on, maybe it can be a reflection of that as well. So, I guess that's sort of like my process, and maybe what's like put me where I am today. If that kind yeah. of answers your question, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah sure. Why not? <laughs> there is no correct answers. <laughs> um, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Hey, and like, it's incredible how just. The, the few words of encouragement or that, kind of that environment for in our foundational years can really shape um, the kind of risk that we're willing to take, you know, like, lots, lots of people are programmed into, you know, a systematized way of living, make sure you get a degree, make sure you get a stable job, don't step outside the lines, because it's dangerous. Um, whereas, you know, if they're told early on that, okay, you can make mistakes for the first 40 years of your life, because you've still got another 40 years to correct them and at least you'll have great stories to tell, you know, there's completely two different, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. you know, two different lenses to look at life. Um, is your brother creative at all?
0: Yeah, he's actually a graphic designer. He just moved to Melbourne. Um, so we both made the leap to like move from Perth, where we're originally from, um, and move over East here just for like work and to kind of pursue what we want to do as well. So he's like a massive inspiration um, in my life we call each other like twice a day on the phone just to see how we're doing and encourage one another. Like I'm very grateful to have that relationship.
1: Wow. That's super powerful. Hey, very, very powerful. Why do you think Perth is such a creative hub? Cause I've interviewed a bunch of people from Perth and it just seems to be like such a supportive environment. Like what is it about that place? What's in the water?
0: Man, that is, that is a very good place to be, especially if you are creative. Like, I think everyone wants Perth to be what it could be and everyone sees that there's so much creative energy there that like it's very encouraging put putting like one another on and just kind of being like, if you need help on this project, like let me know because we all want to see each other win and we know how hard it can be in Perth. I guess exposure is not really as there as it is maybe now in Sydney or Melbourne or, you know, internationally. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a pretty isolated town and, and city. So um, yeah, it can be kind of hard to be I guess recognize and get that recognition that a lot of talented people do deserve. So Mm. I think it's a super encouraging place. Um, all these experiences I've had, um, with it as well. So I guess like, I don't know, just a good area, man. Good vibes, good people. (laughs) Everyone's happy. The weather's good.
1: How have you found transitioning into Sydney different kind of environment? I lived down there for three and a bit years. It's like a fucking wicked place to live. Um, but you yeah, know, you've really got to get into the get into the flow of things. Like so it's a different pace.
0: Yeah, how yeah, yeah. You gotta like really put your head down. And like, I think for me, this is like where I need to be right now. I'm very keen to like kind of walk into rooms so no one knows me and kind of have to like push myself out of my comfort zone. Like, hey, like my name's Peter. Like, I'm a photographer. Let's work. Whatever, whatever. Um, it's definitely like a faster pace. But to be honest, I feel like if you want to be somewhere you need to move and like who yourself, where, where the things are happening. Like I think Sydney is like a great start for me, but you know, like I want to be international and really get out there and working more because that's like what you need to do to really like make waves in this industry as well. And kind of like push yourself as a an individual and a creative, you know?
1: Mm. Yeah. Did you notice like, um, internal growth when you moved away from like your hometown into like a city?
0: yeah hugely um i've just taken actually like maybe like two three weeks like off work just to like i think i mentioned like just at the start of the podcast but like realigning my values and like where i want to go and like make sure like everything's like thoughtful and yeah everything like that but there was just so much personal growth like as soon as i got to this house and just started setting up things and you got to be like completely independent you don't have like a friend you can call just to have like to come over and just like talk about whatever and bounce ideas you can still facetime like we're so lucky we obviously live with social media that's amazing to stay in touch but like you're really here by yourself you know and you've got to got to make it work by yourself so you do kind of sink or swim a little bit for sure
1: Mm. yeah there's that like um drive that it gives you though like there was i remember when i first moved down there i was just so excited by the amount of people like everyone is represented in us like a sydney um in sydney you know, there's a there's a space in culture for everyone, no matter what your beliefs are, no matter what your kind of dreams are, everyone's represented. Um, and I just found that super, super motivating and inspiring. You can look around and just, you know, see so much energy everywhere. Um, I found like there was a lot of like transactional relationships as well, but that kind of like That kind of lifted my naivety out of the clouds a little bit, um, seeing that, hey, you know, like you do actually have to play the game of life sometimes um, in order to get what you want, essentially. So why don't we jump into kind of where where you're going? Uh, I know you've just released a book, After Dark, which looks absolutely amazing. So why don't we start there, then let's see where your dreams are taking us.
0: Uh yeah, so I, the book After Dark I released like um just at the start uh, of last year of this year sorry, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um yeah that was a massive personal project for me just something that I really wanted to like, push myself to do. I think as like a photographer and as a creative you always want to like push yourself like bigger projects of like people you look up to and um I think having something print as well it was like a big goal for mine. We're always on like social media on the web as well and um I think really releasing like this physical book for me was like a massive goal. So that was like a super inspiring project and I was very lucky to work with some amazing people in that. Um and produce something that was like all unreleased work and it's still all um all unreleased. Like you can only get it in the book as well. So it was pretty like um pretty cool to release something only physically and um not on social media. Although it was like super tempting to post it all on social media. But um I'm glad that I kind of held off and just had it for people that were there and wanted to
1: grab a book as well. So what's, what's the narrative throughout, throughout the book? What's, what was your kind of creative process? Cause it's one thing to say, I'm just going to make a photo album or, you know, I can make a body of work. So what was your th- thought process?
0: Um, after dark for me, like everything shot during the nighttime after dark kind of self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it's, like, a journey of, like, self-expression. Each chapter has a new character. So there's five characters, um, five chapters as well, obviously. And um each kind of follows, like, someone's internal dialogue and internal self-expression story. So, for example, the first chapter is um The Boy in the Moon. And there's internal dialogue of, like, exploring and, like, what's out there and, like, wondering what's in your head. And I guess you can kind of, like put that into any situation. Cause we shot that at the pinnacles in Perth. So we, that's why we call it like on the moon. Um, and he's kind of like starved with his like cool glasses and everything. You got to get the book to see it. You know? <laughs> um, and um, yeah, I guess that can be like put into so much, right? Like that self exploration of like, I'm in this new, it's like even me right now, like I'm the boy in the moon right now, like in, in this new city and I'm like with his glasses on, I'm trying to like go around and like explore and like, really just kind of put my stamp on the place as well. So like each chapter kind of follows a different story and that can kind of be like, a yeah, cross, cross reference to different situations in anyone's lives. But that's where the inspiration came from. It's just um, with film, I guess, bringing yeah. that inspiration from studying film into like my work. I wanted to have it in chapters as well and like have these narratives too. So yeah, that's kind of the the thought process behind the book anyway.
1: And did you shoot most of that digital or was there some analog um stuff in the book as well?
0: Um, it's all digitally done. Yeah. yeah. I don't really shoot a lot of analog stuff. I usually like edit my stuff quite analog though. Because mm-hmm. like that's like what I really love and I feel like is more nostalgic and just has like a more gritty understanding to the viewer and just like it carries a bit more weight to me than like a polished image, I guess.
1: Mm, I I 100% agree. You know, um almost to the point where like everything is getting like a film edit from from me because I just feel like it gives it yeah, it gives it character. You know, it makes it look like that 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 story has been carried through the ages in in some way, it gives it like a timeless feel.
0: Yeah, 100%. It feels like more of a movie. Yeah,
1: why why do you shoot digital? Cuz I know you started off um shooting on on a little point and shoot. So what do, you, what do you think the difference between, you know, shooting digital, obviously there's heaps of difference, but for you personally, um, what do you think the difference is between shooting film and the thought process there versus shooting digitally?
0: For me, it's just having the range that I can do with digital stuff. Like in post-production, like I said to you, like I love editing my images to be like that film feel, but also to give them like distortion and like play around with like different color palettes. It just gives me like a bit more range. Um, I love what I've learned from shooting film and I love, like absolutely love shooting film and just like this, to slow down and have that thought process as well. But on a shoot, I'd rather like really be there to like fire like 20 frames a second to really capture that moment. And just like be, be uh, fast paced, be in the moment with the like model or whatever subject you're working with. and then. Then you can go home, look at through like thousands of images, and like choose a couple hundred, and then down to ten, down to five, down to a couple to post, and just have so much like range with them. I feel like is the biggest thing for me anyway. But everyone's different, and um, I feel like you have got to find what works for yourself.
1: Mm. And it's insane um, the difference in like just someone's like lip posture or like the direction of the pupil in terms of how strong or um, captivating a photo can be. And I suppose that's one of like the the major benefits. Like you said, you know, you can capture 20 photos in a, in a second and really find the one that is thumb stopping, you know, to use your words from the earlier part of the podcast.
0: Yeah, man, exactly. A hundred percent. Yeah. I feel like that's such like an important thing for my work as well, especially if you're on like a shoot, if you're either with a client or even putting like a personal project forward, like, you may only have like three or four hours with someone and then you want to capture as much as you can within that short period of time and really make sure when you go home or go back to the office and you plug it into the computer, you've got everything you need.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. There's almost like that little bit of anxiety at a shoot as well. You are just like shooting everything just to make sure you've got it. Cause you're like, All right, I've got this person. I've got the studio for three hours or whatever it is. Like the amount of time, especially early on when I was shooting, I'd be like, fuck. I forgot a website has a header or something like. Oh, I forgot to fo- shoot this photo. Like, you know, there's almost that um, post shoot anxiety. It's like, did I get it yeah, all? Yeah,
0: yeah. I think like, especially when you're first starting out, you're just trying to make sure you can get anything and everything. And I think like, I guess like coming back to the process as well, like, and as you have more experiences and it changes your view of like how you're looking at things too, and then you realize you can slow down and you can still spam it on these angles, but you can be more mm-hmm. thoughtful and stuff. And I think that's why I always do after like a massive amount of work and projects, I always take a little bit of time just to make sure I'm realigning and really being a bit more thoughtful and kind of continuing to grow as well. Like, because when you, mm. when you first start, it's crazy. you just like, you just go, go, go. And you're like, okay, it's like my first paid job. I don't want to let anyone down. I don't want to like ruin their career. There's like so much pressure around this. So you really do just like walk around and spam the camera. And then you forget why you're even like taking the photo. You just want to like do like uh, quantity over quality. And it's like quality over quantity is always better though. It'll always win for sure.
1: Yeah, because like in this this day and age, like, you know, like you just touched on before, you're really only using, you know, 10, 15 shots from a shoot anyway. You're like, if you're posting stuff on social media, like there's a handful of the best shots or videos that get used. So a lot of the time, you know, we spend our time, you know, running around trying to get every single angle when a little bit of planning beforehand and just, um, time in the present would probably serve a lot more beneficial.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Planning is always better than like jumping into something without an idea. And then you can let those like free forming moments happen as well, you know, have a bit of structure and then let the moment, its
1: thing, yeah. So what kind of structure do you put in place before a shoot? You know, do you mood board, all that kind of stuff? Do you have a clear idea of posing or do you have a loose idea and then just work with the team on the day?
0: I'm pretty, like, thoughtful behind my work and I'm trying to be more thoughtful as well Um, because I feel like it sets me up to really have a good moment and then the natural things that then, I guess, kind of happen from that is even better than you could have imagined right um Mm -hmm. so for me it's like mood boarding it's finding examples it's finding like poses as well that i like and i know that my model can feel comfortable in it's making sure that like i do a little bit of research on my subject and model and um just making sure like what i'm gonna what situation i'm gonna put them in they're gonna be comfortable and also feel confident i guess so there's a lot of like pre-production that I do love to do and then I get to also dive in with my own idea and really explore that as well because if you can't explain your idea to someone else like I don't think it's ready to shoot you know you gotta like mm-hmm. you can have a great relationship with people and luckily that I, I do with some people that really just trust whatever I want to do and you can kind of experiment but I think you need to be able to like really explain your idea in a couple of sentences before you you take it to like a big project with someone you know because like we're saying, if you've got three hours to kind of shoot, you need to know what you're doing, right? And so I think mm-hmm. like planning is super important. And just setting yourself up with the best skills. So then when this like off-the-cusp moment happens and the light hits someone in a certain way, you can go, let's like run with that. And it's already like you already started on this like elevated level and then everything can just kind of like go further. And I think that's like how you're going to grow the best as well, right?
1: Yeah. Like there's the saying in kind of like the entrepreneurial world, basically like success is when um, preparation meets positioning. So like if you've put all the work in, you know, you've got a clear idea of what you want to create, then your mind is actually able to know when that opportunity is upon you. Whereas if you're just going in rapid fire, like I have done for like, you know, the first couple of years that I was shooting, you know, you're just really hoping and praying that you got something that might resemble a loose idea that you may have had
0: yeah dude for sure for sure yeah Mm. yeah love that quote
1: so when you're working with um when you're working with models what is your kind of do you have a conscious process of you know um relaying your ideas to them or like making them feel comfortable in certain situations like what what's your kind of interaction with the models like
0: Um, well, first of all, I think that like making someone feel comfortable is like the best thing you can do just for them and for yourself as well. Like you want to set up a safe working environment that someone can like let themselves be expressive and pose in a way that they feel like confident as well. Because then when you take the photo, you're going to see this like confidence and this body language and this happiness as well. Like if you just throw someone in like front of the camera with like all these big lights or wherever you are and you go, okay, we need to, um, just get like a really cool photo of you smiling and you've never met them before. They're going to go, Oh, okay. Like you're not going to get the best result out of them. And I think like you got to set it up. So like you are comfortable and give them as much information that you can uh, without, I guess, like allowing, you gotta allow like a little bit of room, obviously, so kind of like for them to come to you as well. So I feel like, give them like the best information that you have and then also just say, Hey, like, do you also have any ideas or do you have anything you want to add? Is there anything you don't want to do? Like really have like an open and collaborative relationship because it's a very intimate process when you're standing there with like all these lights and someone's allowing you to kind of capture them as well, especially like allowing, they're allowing you to capture what you want to see as well. Right. Mm. So you've got to make sure that they're okay with it do.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I'm I'm learning that process um a lot like shooting with my girlfriend recently. Like after this interview, we're going into the studio here just to do some light testing. Um and that's one thing that I've really had to learn is like um especially when I when I've got a clear vision that might not 100% match her vision, having that kind of communication so that we can find a medium ground so that I still hit what what my vision was, and then do it in a way that she's super comfortable, not only just comfortable, but enthusiastic, because that's what I've found is like, really comes through most. It's the subconscious messaging of the content that really tells the story, not necessarily like the backdrop and and things like that as much. It's more so if you're trying to portray confidence in a fashion shoot, there has to be confidence oozing out of the subject in lots of ways.
0: Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And you like, yeah, you gotta set it up so someone can be like allowed to feel like that as well, because that's like that's their right as a model mm-hmm. as well. Like, I think if you ever set it up and someone feels a bit uncomfortable, it's always good to be like, oh, what music do you want on, or like, mm-hmm. what do you, what kind of like things do you like taking photos of, or do you not like feel this? Because if you don't like, who cares? Like, we should be having fun here at the end of the day as well.
1: Yeah, and so at finding your voice as a as a creator. Do you feel like that is a ever-changing process or do you feel like you're just building upon like a style that you think you've developed?
0: I think there's a bit of both. I think you you first of all, you build on your style and you really get to kind of hone in on what that is and experiment with it. If like you love a certain type of photography or like subjects that you want to like always shoot, like you kind of get your eye and that vision through that. But I think you always need to then stop and think about is this aligning with my vision? And, and if it's not, then you can change it as well. I think it's great to have like an overarching vision as well, but, you know, be open to flexibility and realize that like times change and you need to also move with that as well. If someone's like a little bit stuck in like an older way of like shooting or storytelling, like that's unfortunately like kind of crappy. They've got to like move forward with like the times as well and like realize that like the world is moving. So like you got to move with the world and change as well um and just sort of like then bring your like first vision and your creative process to that as well like if you started off wanting to like always show people in the happiest way possible and then we've all just gone through covid and then you want to like show people in the happiest way possible like their happiness might be different because they've been locked up like for like however many months you know and they're like oh actually i find happiness now being in the park instead of being at home like I don't know if that makes sense, but you gotta like change with the world. So, yeah. you took photos of them at home and that was their happy place. Now, you gotta do it like in a park if that's their happy place. You gotta like, you gotta change. So, you can have like your visions and your, I guess, like your goals of like how you want things to like kind of pan out, but always change and always grow with your vision because, you know, experiences are like the best thing as well. So, just kind of keep moving forward with everything, you know?
1: Hmm. And, you know, we've spoken a lot about um, fashion, because I feel like that's a big part of the kind of um, style of work that you're creating. Do you actually I want to rephrase this question a little bit differently. I feel like the the creative dilemma in lots of ways, especially while you're building your name, um, we have like this vision of a certain type of creator that we want to be. Say, for instance, your example, you know, you you lean heavily into like fashion um, in terms of the work that you create. But a lot of the times early on, we have to kind of take work, you know, whether it be like shooting a hype video for a cafe or, or something like, take work that sits outside of the kind of persona that we want to make as a creator how do you maintain like your enthusiasm when you when you're doing work Uh, i don't know if you still do or maybe like early on like how do you maintain your enthusiasm doing work that's outside of your kind of self-image that you want to make for yourself as a personal brand
0: yeah i feel like there's always something to learn from everything right like when i first started i used to take a lot of real estate photography um, just because that was work that was like accessible to me at the time and it was bringing in money as well to like keep the lights on right and um and to a few other projects that I wanted to do so I would always think okay I'm in this empty house that's fully white walls like how can I make this exciting and then I'd be like all right okay i can I can learn something here I can learn how to bounce lights off like ceilings and like you know, I really learned a lot about flash photography and lights, taking houses of photos and having to expose the inside and then outside the window as well. So I guess you always got to be open to what you're doing. Um, if it's really, really far out and there's like no way that you would ever want to do that. And it's not going to align with wherever you're going. Like, don't do it because you're not going to have the enthusiasm to even want to learn something. But I think you can definitely learn something from whatever you're doing. Right. Like, you know, taking photos of houses to then fashion, they're completely different. But like learning some lighting techniques and then going to a fashion shoot, like, I mean, you can always find a positive from it and have like a silver lining as well. And I think you need to live like life like that as well. And also your creative process too, right?
1: Yeah, true. Yeah, that, that kind of messaging runs across everything that you do. No matter what kind of field of business you're in, you sometimes just have to do things to keep the wheels moving Um, and you know, just I suppose be lucky that you were behind the camera shooting stuff to begin with rather than like sitting behind a desk doing a job you really didn't want to do.
0: Yeah, for sure. I've done some pretty crappy jobs before. So I'm pretty grateful to be what I'm doing. Like I started off working around like 12 years old in like a little cafe, just like pulling plates around and then I'd go home with like sore wrists because I was like so small. And then I was, like, working, like, retail and then, like, yeah, a little bit of, like, construction work here and there. So, like, every time I've got a camera in my hand, like, I'm pretty, pretty fucking grateful, to be honest. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Do you have, like a, um, like, a shoot or a big project you're working up to towards at the moment? Or do you even just have, like, a, a dream shoot that you hope one day you can pull off?
0: Um, I've got some pretty cool things coming out um, that I'm, like, working on at the moment. Uh, I would say like I'm taking more time to like work with a team which is helping create bigger projects as well and which is allowing me to create bigger projects. I guess like my dream sort of stuff in the future would be to really create more film as well and like movies. Mm-hmm. It's something that I do want to move in and I kind of want to like merge just like fashion world and this film world together. And, you know, I imagine if you were there and like Netflix released like a, a 10-minute short film with all these like really cool models and they were all wearing like whatever brand, like, you know, if you're into fashion or into film, you're going to look at it and be like, "Whoa, this is, this is fucking sick. And I feel like no one really kind of is doing that. And that's like something that I really want to grow into. So like, I think that's my dream work really. And allowing that kind of, to kind of like go where it's going to go. Um, yeah. So I think that's like a big project. Yeah. That I kind of want to do It's just more like film and fashion together. and
1: Yeah. That's an interesting concept because one thing that I've I've noticed over the last couple of years I think social media is heavily to play here is like the the content that people are consuming at a lot in a large part is like you know short um, high energy we want to see lots of things in a short amount of time you know vertical video please all that kind of stuff it, it really um, limits the amount of kind of story and emotion you can put into uh, content in lots of ways so you thinking into the future going more so towards back to long form again doesn't doesn't seem like too much of a stretch because the old seems to be coming back into fashion in lots of ways
0: yeah for sure i think also like creating something that's a bit more like value and someone that can sit there and really enjoy it i guess as you grow your audience Mm -hmm. kind of grows a little bit as well right um just like kind of without even i guess realigning your values whatever but like yeah usually like the audience you start with kind of grows with you hopefully um so i guess i'm looking into more like of an older audience when i'm talking about longer form as well so i think when you first start on social media and stuff you're pretty like keen to see a lot of stuff Mm. but yeah
1: what's your view on your personal brand yeah as a creator do you put effort or work into your personal brand or do you like your work to speak for you
0: um i'm I'm about to do a lot more work for my personal brand, to be honest. Like I'm really thinking about, that's why I've taken some time off. I'm thinking about where I want to go and like, not how I want to be perceived, but what I want to like leave as like a legacy. You know, you look at like crazy, incredible creatives like Virgil and this huge legacy he's left. It's not even the way that like he's perceived by people. It's just the legacy that he's left and the inspiration that he's allowed to like to grow from who he was and who he is as well. I think um, that's like super inspiring for my personal brand. And you got to like really think about a legacy that you want to leave and your mark that you want to leave on the world. So I think, you know, I'm doing a lot of like thoughtful process um, just about like thinking what is my personal brand? Like who am I? But like what I want to also like pave the way, like who can I inspire and like who can I like help as well? That's, that's just me rambling. Have you got yeah. an
1: answer to those yet?
0: Um, I'll let you know when I do. I'm still getting there. I've got like a lot of like things that I've written down, but I think you got to explore them all before you really get married to anything, right? Like, I know that I value like making people feel comfortable, making people feel confident, like diversity, being like contemporary, making sure you're being like a voice for the voiceless, like, and really helping put people on. And I just think I am trying to communicate that to like my personal brand and my future work as well.
1: Yeah, it's not an easy thing to do as well. Um, you know, really forming a a lane and somewhat like trying to stay in it, because like I feel like part of the creative condition is just wanting to explore so many different ideas. You know, that's one thing that um, I struggle with quite a lot, more so in like business and things like that. Like I've, I feel like I've got a wrangle on it recently, but you know the last you know five years or so I was spread so thin because I had so many ideas and I felt like I had to make them all happen yesterday so I feel like that's that's really hard but maybe it comes with maturity just finding finding what truly lights you up and and kind of sticking to that and going all in on a specific
0: yeah I mean like you can start with like that as well and like what I'm like trying to do and like realign with like a little bit as well but if you've got ideas, sometimes you just got to explore them too, as well, and just sort of like, just see, you know, like, um, I guess like, no idea is a bad idea, right? Like, if if it fucking looks shit, like, man, at least you've explored the idea and you've you've done it. You know, it's better than like just sitting there in your room being like, that could have been really fucking cool, but like, you just got to explore an idea and just like hash it out, and you know, if it's great, it's amazing, that's awesome, but like if it's bad. Who cares? Like, just learn from it and take what was good and move forward.
1: Mm. Well, when you're feeling kind of like overwhelmed or under the pump, or you know, use whatever word you kind of want to put in there, what are some some kind of things that you do? Do you have like routines, habits, certain things that you do to kind of recenter yourself?
0: Yeah, for sure. I think like I guess like as you grow, you kind of understand yourself a bit more and realize what's gonna like make you feel better in any situation at least have like a bit of an idea anyway I think for me it's like getting out and about like I love to wake up in the morning go for a walk put my headphones in grab a coffee and like just get my uh, like my body moving as well and my mind kind of working a bit and then if I've got a massive day ahead I can start that feeling like ready for it as well so I think it's like first of all setting yourself up well before you jump into like a hectic situation Mm -hmm. and then if you do have a hectic situation you feel really really overwhelmed i think it's just remembering like why you're doing this and like for me as a creative it's like because i love it and i want to have fun with it and i want to tell stories and like inspire others so you gotta like come back to your first like your vision i guess and then also just kind of remember like you know the life's pretty good if you really like you know, look at it from a good point of view, obviously. But like, I think you just need to like, just remember sometimes things aren't that deep. And like, if you've had a positive day, you're still going to wake up tomorrow, you know, like anyone who is like working in a creative field or working towards doing that is like pretty lucky. And like, if you can, you know, wake up every day. And like, for me anyway, like I feel super grateful. Like, so just being grateful is like the biggest thing. That was a bit of like a winding road to get there, but mm. yeah, just be grateful, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's so overlooked as well because we're like, fuck, surely it can't be that simple, you know? Surely it can't be that yeah. simple. But when you really think about it, and like the um, like the Tibetan monks and shit talk about it at length, it's like, you know, if you can find beauty in an ant carrying a grain of sand, and like you know the smallest aspects of life, if you can be grateful that that ant is playing its role in this world you know then we can also be grateful that the worst hurricanes that just tore coastlines apart also happen because it means and we also we get to rebuild and who knows what happens in that rebuilding process you know finding gratitude in all facets of life sometimes much easier done than other times but yeah really recentering yeah. ourselves into gratitude is such a fucking superpower man so I'm glad you glad you said that
0: yeah 100% And also, like, all this stuff is way easier said than done. Mm -hmm. like, sometimes I might have, like, a crazy day, like, and then have to do it again the next day and kind of be like, fuck. Like, I have, like, one no energy and also I'm not, like, ready for this. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not prepared. Like, I've got to, like, now cram, like, a mood board out in, like, three hours. Like, and I've got, like, eight hours to sleep. So I'm not even going to sleep properly. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I don't know. You just got to also sometimes make it and just, like, know that on the other end of that is like a good feeling and like fulfillment as well I guess
1: yeah what is um an investment of, that you've made uh so in the last couple of years doesn't necessarily have to be a monetary investment um but what has been like your kind of favorite investment that you've made over the last couple of couple of years that have really just changed you whether it was like a piece of gear maybe it was an experience you did
0: I think, first of all, like investing in yourself has like changed the way of like, like my mind a lot. So like, if that's time, a product or whatever it is, like, is like the biggest thing that's helped me. But just that theory of investing time in yourself. And if it's for me, like having a walk in the morning, investing an hour in myself in this like 12 hour day or 14 hour day, like that's the best investment that I can kind of make. So I think just investing in yourself is... Is the biggest thing, I guess, to bring it back to that.
1: I would agree because you can always take it with you. You know, if you lose absolutely everything, you lose your computer, you lose your um, cameras, you've always got your skill set. You've always got your perspective that you can take with you anywhere.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, 100%.
1: So before I go to our final question and we could probably keep chatting all day, but this has been wicked man I'm really I'm really glad we could make this happen. Um, so I just want to say thank you for coming on firstly. Um, I've really enjoyed you know meeting you
0: man, thanks for having me yeah
1: So final question um, if you if you had a billboard and it was seen by the entire world's population, what would what would it have on it Ooh, this is good this is very good um
0: ooh, i would probably just 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 going off the last thing i said invest in yourself you know don't don't buy anything else invest in yourself especially if it's like billboards are traditionally to like sell you something Let, let's sell people themselves a little bit more you know like take the time to really like just work on yourself and invest in yourself because like you've got to live in that body or like that mind for the rest of your life. So take the time and invest in yourself for sure.
1: And how would you design it?
0: Um, Well, it'd be like flashing lots of lights. Nah. Um, (laughs) I think just as big as you can get and just have invest in yourself. Don't call anyone. Don't give anyone any money. Just invest in yourself. You know, like that's it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Wicked man. Uh, is there anything else you want to want to share with our audiences? Um, obviously, I'll leave all the links to After Dark. Um, Peter's social media will be in the show notes below. Um, but you know, how can how can our audience help you out, man? Anything else you want to share?
0: Um, invest in yourself first of all. See that billboard. Um, <laughs> Honestly, if you've like listened to this, it's like, thank you so much for giving me your time. And um, I hope that I've like given you some value too. But um, yeah, honestly, just be the best version of yourself. And if you're in a position right now where you feel like you're maybe not where you want to be, like understand that's okay. And just wake up every day and just stay focused and push yourself to where you want to be because you can get there. That's
1: it. Yeah, 100%, man. What a beautiful way to end this. Hey, I love that. Cause like what this podcast really means to me is I'm essentially trying to speak to myself at the beginning of my journey. You know, like the big reason why I did this is cause it's easy to get access to kind of like the people at the top of the industry, like, you know, but they very rarely talk about like the bootstrap situations that they were in at the start. So I kind of want to, want to speak to myself, you know, five, six years ago, someone who's like standing there with their head spinning on the shoulders, like what fucking direction do I want to go in this life? Mm-hmm. So, um, I love, you know, getting real world experiences from, from people like you that are still in the thick of building their dream. You know, you've done some awesome things, but you're still very much in the mud in lots yeah, of ways, you know, you're yeah. pivoting, like, so um this is like super fucking exciting and I, I really hope for anyone that's listening like you've gotten value and you can see like no one really ever has shit figured out some people are just better at hiding it than others
0: yeah 100 bro 100 percent, yeah
1: wicked all right so thank you very much everybody uh, much love this has been a wicked episode i'm i'm glad we could make this happen so i'll see you guys bouncing with energy next week peace and love And that is another one in the bag. Thank you so much for hanging around all the way to the end of the episode. Our sponsors also want to thank you too. Aniki Label, the producers of this show, have teed up a exclusive discount code for you. You'll find it in the show notes below for all you wonderful people who've chosen to stay all the way to the end. If you enjoyed being a part of the conversation today, don't keep this to yourself. Share this episode to your channel of choice. Send it to a friend who you know is going to get value. And most importantly, for all you die-hard fans that want to see this show blow up and impact more lives, hit the donate link in the show notes below. I hope today's episode sparked a little idea inside your head. Maybe you go off and change your life or do something crazy like that. But I want to thank you guys for hanging around. This has been a wicked episode. My name is Jack William. You'll find all my links below. And I will see you guys bouncing with energy with another hot topic next Tuesday. Peace and love.